Grace, mercy, and the peace of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with us all this day. This morning we're beginning a new series called Contrast, balancing the things of this life. Our experiences are often in contrast. There's good things and bad things that happen. There's day and night. There's dark and light. And Paul in 2 Corinthians includes some contrasting ideas that we have to keep in balance, that we have to keep in tension, that we have to recognize are influencing us all the time. Occasionally, I will take a snapshot picture Many times with my phone because it's almost always with me, so I'll pull it out and use the camera f feature on that, click the picture. Later, sometimes, I look at the picture and think it's just not quite what I want it to be. You ever do this? Use either maybe on the phone or separately maybe some software that you can adjust the photograph. I took a picture over in, in a little town called New Almaden, which is, I don't even know which way I'm looking now. I'll call it this way, maybe, ish, roughly. New Almaden is a, a little mining town. Have you seen it? Have you been through there? Cute little town. Big old, like I think it was a hotel or something, and then all these little homes still exist from when there was mines nearby, so the miners would live in the little houses. and This goes back many, many years, mid-1800s, I'm guessing. And um, in the cemetery, there's a, a grave marker. Here lies the arm of, um, I forget the guy's name, something Barrett. I read the story about it, and it's a, like a 13-year-old boy who lost his arm in a hunting accident and so they buried it there, and they put this grave marker there. And the reason I bring this up is because I took a picture of the grave marker and later realized you can't read it, so I had to make some adjustments. So I turned up the contrast. When you turn up the contrast in a photograph, the bright things are brighter and the dark things are darker. And I tried to do that so that you could read this grave marker so I could show it to my kids. As we turn up the brightness and turn down the darkness, maybe, in these texts from 2 Corinthians, we'll get a feel for that contrast that Paul has. We need to understand dark and light, good and bad. Words of Jesus from John chapter 16. In this world, you will have tribulation, trouble. Words we can recognize, words we can not just remember that Jesus said those, but recognize them in our lives because life is hard. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes we suffer. We heard these words in 2 Corinthians 4. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not given to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Our burdens, what 
you've dealt with in your life, what I deal with in my life are different, but our experience is probably similar. The results are the same. We, we struggle through relationship issues. Relationships are hard. Families can become fractured. It's difficult. Physical issues affect us probably differently. We don't all share the same illnesses, diseases, pains, etc., but generally speaking, we have some physical ailments that affect us or someone about whom we care. Maybe your career, your job didn't work out. Maybe you lost a job at some point. I know what that's like. Maybe the news, when you turn the news on, it can be challenging, discouraging. Things that happen are tragic, are sad. And that turns up the contrast on the darkness, and the dark looks darker from time to time. And it would be easy in life to lose hope, to feel so discouraged that we just don't feel like we can move forward. As most people know, I like to ride my bike. And sometimes when I'm out riding, it's just a good metaphor for life. Trying to climb a hill. The long ones, the steep ones can be very challenging. And life can be a lot like that. Maybe I shift to a lower gear again and again. And maybe again, but I try to, and I'm in the lowest gear already, and I, even though I want to shift, there's nowhere else to go. Try to keep riding forward, looking ahead. There's no end in sight to this hill that I'm trying to climb. The heart is pounding. The legs are burning. Try to force the pedals to keep turning. Have you been there? Maybe not on a bike, but maybe when life just feels just like that. That it's just no end in sight, and I don't know how I can go on. Well, you know what they say, when the going gets tough, who feels tough? Who's tough? Oftentimes, we don't feel tough because life is hard, and we get beat down, and we're tempted to give up. Have you been tempted? to give up, to throw in the towel, to just quit. Have you faced that feeling lately? To quit trying to fix the problems. To quit trying to work toward a solution. To quit believing that things can get better. What Paul's really talking about here is to keep moving forward, but to move forward in faith. So have you been tempted to stop praying, to stop hoping, to stop trusting, to give in because it seems easier to go the other way? Riding up that hill, it's awfully tempting to turn around because the other way is coasting. The other way is downhill. The other way is easy. Have we been tempted to do that? Probably we have. 
because we've struggled. Life is hard. And even though life is hard, we can also agree on this. God is good. God is good. Sometimes when we're in the middle of it, it doesn't always feel that way, but God is good. The power belongs to him. The power of all creation. God is all-powerful, speaks it into existence through creation, and the power is God's alone. Verse 7 from chapter 4. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. What Paul is saying there is we who carry the good news of Christ, the hope in the gospel, the belief and trust in the almighty God, do it in jars of clay, in things that are subject to brokenness, struggle, difficulty. And in these jars of clay that we carry this message, we show that the the glory, the power is all God's. So the power belongs to him and he protects us. There is a limit to our suffering. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way either. When there's no end in sight. When it just seems like it's getting steeper and steeper. And hotter and hotter. And the refreshing water in the bottle in, on the bike frame feels almost empty. And we might wonder, how can we reach the top? How can we keep going forward? How can we even one more step? But there's a limit. He protects us. We are not crushed. We are not driven to despair. We are not (laughs) forsaken or destroyed. That's what Paul's talking about here, that We might feel like things are bad, but it's not the end. It's not permanent. We might feel like we suffer beyond what we can bear, but all of this suffering that we endure, all of this struggle that we encounter is meaningless compared to what awaits when he will raise us by his grace. Jumping to verse 14, we know that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. There's hope in that. There's encouragement in that. We have received this grace by the Spirit of God. Just before our reading in verse 6, Paul wrote this, God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We have received by the power of God the grace of Jesus. And through that grace, we will be raised with Jesus. And that is guaranteed, sealed by the Spirit of God that we receive in baptism. So the promise of Jesus, going back to John 16, again, in this world you will have trouble or tribulation. Jesus does, that's, there's not a period right there. There's a but. 
but take heart. Why? I, Jesus speaking, I have overcome the world. See, the promise of Jesus is that we will have struggle, we will have trouble, we will have tribulation, but take heart, Jesus has overcome the world. By His power, by His grace, He has overcome already the world. So do not lose heart. This is verse 16. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. A couple of interesting things in the original language here. Do not lose heart is always said in that way. Do not lose heart. There's, it's never said in the, in the New Testament, in the Bible, the word that's used there is never said in a positive way, like someone is losing heart. It's always a command, like do not lose heart. Pray and do not lose heart. Here, do not lose heart. <laughs> Always with the not. So it's, a, it's like a double negative, kind of, is how we would look at it in English. Also, it's worth pointing out that the outer self that Paul's talking about here is the old man, the f- flesh, the earthly life. It's not just our, our physical body. And our outer isn't the... F- the, the physical and inner, the soul or spirit. It's not like that. That's a more a platonic worldview that we need to kind of set that aside. Our outer self is more of like our, our current existence, the inner self being that, is, that which is, is won back by Jesus, renewed, claimed, marked in baptism. That's our inner self. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Here's Paul's instructions. Be renewed. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Be renewed. When we're in the middle of the struggle, it's hard to be renewed, but the Spirit of God working within us can renew us. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul says these words, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We are made new. Faith is renewing. Rest in the presence of God, being consistently and constantly renewed by the Spirit at work within you. How can we find renewal? By daily meditation on the Word of God. By meditating on what God has promised, what God has spoken, what God has done. By engaging with the Word of God and in prayer, we can be renewed in our souls, in our spirits, each and every day by the power of His Spirit working in us. It's renewing. It's refreshing for us. It's that cup of cool water in this dry and weary land in which we walk. It's renewing. Be renewed. Paul goes on to tell us to keep the right perspective in verse 17 and into 18. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. 
as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This light momentary affliction, (laughs) sometimes it definitely does not feel like that. It doesn't feel light and it doesn't feel momentary. It feels heavy. It feels burdensome. It feels like you're hitting the wall again and again and again, and there's not going to be a breakthrough, and you're just going to get a headache. But in light of eternity and the abundant grace of God, it's a light affliction. And it is momentary. And the length of our life in the scope of eternity is right, so small, so short, so brief. When we're in it, when we're up against it, when we can't see anything else but the obstacles in our way and the struggle that we're dealing with, it feels like forever and it feels like a huge burden. But in scope of eternity, when we try to get that perspective that Paul's talking, We can see that what we deal with, what we suffer, is just brief. And the the difficulty of it and the burden of it is, even though it feels heavy and it feels hard, it's light. This light momentary affliction is preparing us shaping us and molding us, actually, for that which is to come. See, if life were easy, would we count on God? Would we turn to God? We're shaped, we're molded, oftentimes by the struggles, by the difficulties we endure. There's a contrast here between the temporary and the eternal between the seen and the unseen, bearing in mind the eternal unseen glory that awaits us, we can press on. We can press on with the right perspective. With eternity in mind, we can press on toward the goal we can endure. This doesn't mean, though, that we continue to live in a struggle or a suffering circumstance and endure it. What it means is we don't lose heart through it. We stay faithful to the Lord. That's what Paul's really talking about. That we, not, that, that we would not lose heart, that we would not give up, that we would not turn away from God because life feels like such a struggle. If we can make a positive change in our lives, We're free to do that, right? God doesn't want you to endure suffering that if you can change your situation. But to press on in faith, moving forward with the Lord. When I'm on my bike and I'm climbing the mountain, making my way up the hill, There's times when I want to give up. There's times when I want to turn away. There's times when I want to just go back, coast down the hill. But what I know 
is that the view is spectacular. That climbing the hill is worth it. That reaching the summit is the destination. That's the goal. The ache in my legs is only for a time. The view, the picture, <laughs> lasts a lot longer. The feeling of accomplishment, having made it to the top, lasts. Life is hard, but God is good. Do not lose heart. Press name of the peace that passes understanding. Guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as we press on toward the goal, not losing heart. Amen.